To Fantasy Focus Football. It is Monday, February 26th. My name is Daniel Top, and I'm here with my two best friends who I feel like I have not seen in a very long time it's been in so the long. Same room. Field, I, I, you have been doing so much draft prep. I've seen you all over our network talking yeah. with Mel Kuyper, getting us ready for all the draft stuff. So I know you're doing a lot with first draft, but we haven't been able to do this show together. So I'm really pumped to see you. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. You know, I was thinking about all those conversations we had going into last season, debating LeBron versus Steph Curry. Is <laughs> Oh, wait that a minute. Wasn't, oh, that was not. That oh, different. What do we talk about again? Because it's been that, a long time. A is long time since we've seen you. That is baseball, yes. Baseball. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's coming up right now. <laughs> coming up. Yeah. We have some hockey talk. That's well. right. Hey, make sure you check out the first draft podcast, though, Field. You and yeah. Mel are deep into all the draft content. Right I will now. say this, like very selfishly, I think what I've realized is the two big buckets that I am now working in most primarily at ESPN are fantasy and the draft. And I will tell you, the beauty of these things is that when you're in the season of those, and I'll call the draft season basically the end of the fantasy football season all the way through the draft. Yep. Like, you're in this vortex, man. Like, you could tell me anything. You could tell me that here in Connecticut, it was 75 degrees yesterday, and I'd believe you, even though it was <laughs> It is like, like 50 today. Yeah, but it was like 12 yesterday, yeah, sure and was. like, I would have no idea because so much of my time these days feels like it's just watching players, trying to reorganize my board, and trying to get information on players as it pertains to medical and character and stuff that's not sure. easily available on the film. In the same way that during fantasy football season, like, sometimes I forget which teams are in first place because I'm so focused in on Devontae mm-hmm. Adams' target yeah. share. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know what? He continues to maintain a 29% target share despite the fact that Aiden O'Connell is very inefficient and the touchdowns have been down, right? You're like, oh, wait. Uh, it turns out that the uh, the Eagles are 10-1 and one right now. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the, the, I tell you what, this is one of those things. You get so deep into the weeds on things. There's so much going on in your head. It's like, what are you supposed to do? How, like, your head is just in a million different places. Mike, it is. I, I'm assuming for you, your head was in a bunch of different places this weekend as well because... A really cool race, finishing three wide in NASCAR. Are we talking about NASCAR? On this, are we Did you to do see that, that? I that, mean, that was unreal. You, you saw it. I'm I watched by it. That. Yeah. That was awesome. Maybe the best finish ever in NASCAR history. That so was say, let's rank them here, Mike. Listen, if anybody here is listening to Fantasy Focus right We're now, we know that you're... Fantasy. No, no, we'll talk about Fantasy we'll Football, of course, but like, you're hardcore. Yeah, if you're watching yeah, right now on YouTube, right, like, right. this is not the average show. This is not the person who just like stumbled upon us. These are, the, these are our fans. These are the people that we love. These are the kind mm-hmm. of people that if you see them in the street and they ask you to talk fantasy football, you're delighted to do exactly yeah, that. We're going to do a lot of that. Free episode. Yeah, we'll, again, fun. we're going we're gonna to debate Steph versus LeBron later and whose resume is more complete. And, and like a touch of Austin Eckler talk as well. But uh, NASCAR stuff, like again, Vortex, I know the race got moved to Monday and all I heard was a cool finish. Tell me more about this. Yeah, three, uh, one, two, three, right next to each other. Atlanta finished at the line. That was the finish. So okay. the official scoring between the top two, one guy was a little back, so you knew he didn't win, uh, Kyle Bush. The other two, it was point zero zero, and then you had to go to three to find out who won. That's how close it was. Wow. It was so it was point zero zero one seconds apart. Point zero zero three seconds apart. Oh, point yeah. zero zero yeah. three yeah. So seconds Daniel apart. Suarez, congratulations. Got his second career win. It was awesome. Just wow. Awesome. So finish uh, one of the best ever. Maybe, probably the best ever. Yeah. Kind of like when Daniel was running that 40 time opposite yeah. of Tyreek Hill. <laughs> That's like, right. He was point zero like three point seconds zero zero three yes. million yes. seconds. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I had a really fun weekend too for what it's worth. I just want to let you guys know I went to a card show this weekend. I've really oh, gotten into trading cards. Yeah. Really? 
Really? Right. So it's been a ton of fun. A really sports fun hobby. trading cards. Sports trading cards. Yeah. Okay. Nice. My dudes uh, in East Granby up at Fearless Cards. I go up there a lot. My buddy Matt is a Lions fan as well, so I get to talk Lions stuff with them. But I've gotten into a ton of stuff with with trading cards. It's been very fun to get into the hobby. So I did that this weekend, and it made me think about something that I thought was uh, to me very fun. Okay. One of my favorite things is being able to either get autographs or patches from players, like yeah. a lot of times with rookies and stuff like that. So. Field, I actually, will you grab that Joe Burrow box right there? Inside of that, I want to open Hold it up Burrow. because I got a pretty dope card. No, you didn't. That is a Field no Yates. Did you really get this? <laughs> Game used. It says subject used in memorabilia. That is a swatch from Field's shirt. Which he's wearing right cards. now. I was going to say, wait, That's hold actually on. cut out of the shirt he's wearing You actually right now. pulled this? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, that's so sweet. So uh, I, I wanted to know. Amazing. I have a backstory. Yeah. I, I want to know, where did that shirt come from? Did you actually send in a shirt to them? Okay, so first, I'm... Oh, Amazing. Don't put that away. I'm okay. going to ask you okay. to sign that. By oh, of the course. Way. Yeah, I I, uh, I usually sign these in either silver or blue if you prefer. Ooh, um, yeah, okay. I mean the fine folks at Tops incredibly. I mean, incredibly honored. They asked me to do this a couple of years ago. Um, Alan and Ginter said. Alan and Ginter yep. collection. And what's cool is that they asked. They were like, "Hey, do you have anything that's like you've worn often, or uh, you you feel like you would be willing to to give up here?" And uh, Daniel, so here's the story behind this is I have this jacket that if you're watching right now on YouTube, you can see it's kind of a gray and black checked jacket. Yep. Uh, I wore it a bunch of times on air and here at ESPN. And finally, I had a producer come up to me and just said, feel like, hate to do this. This was like a while ago. Sure. I was young. I probably realized that like I didn't have like this extensive, I do not have Ryan Clark's closet at my disposal, right. okay? Yeah. Uh, or Barry Melrose, the great Barry Melrose, get well wishes, uh, get well soon. And RC, big ups to you for the new contract. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. That they probably felt bad, but they're like, listen, that jacket, it's gotta go. Not right for the camera. <laughs> just like the patterns, just it hits the light weird. So like it create almost like it almost looked like a fuzzy oh, sort of texture funny. to it. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. Lisa our our, our director is like, I know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> I know. So, That's right. <laughs> uh, so I was like, all right, well, of all the things in my closet that I can get rid of, I guess it's the one that I can't wear on air anymore. Right. So it was that grainy. Is, that is actually a podcast worn shirt. That was you yeah. as a yeah. Well, that's what they wanted initially. I mean, you look closely at this pattern. I could see, is it say Hanes? This is underwear. This oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's very clearly. This is not the collection you thought it was. Do you have any other cards, Fielder? Is this your is, would this be considered your rookie card? This is my only card. So I guess my rookie, my only, my exclusive. And I have to tell you this, and I don't I don't know if this is gonna only invite something that at first made me a little bit uneasy. But uh, I signed a certain number of them for tops. They had very specific Ooh. collections and very specific instructions for those collections. Sure. You had to sign in oh, different yeah. colors and all that. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not kidding. I probably get somewhere between two to three cents to my house per week. Shut up. Unsigned ones. People asking. And they're wow. always very kind. That's um, amazing. And I just never knew how sort of ardent the passion was oh for my gosh. card collectors. Card collecting, especially over COVID, got very big, especially within the yeah. sports world. So it's been a thing. I've loved being able to dive into it. I'm going to put a bunch of stuff that I have in my collection on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, dude. One dope. of those is going to be a signed I'd be happy to sign it. RPA yeah. as a part of I, it. So I heard a signed version of that card is worth in the one figures. It's, it is not. <laughs> I'm not going to sell it on eBay because no. I won't get a lot no. for it. But I, it'll be in my personal collection. Let me tell you something. What. I believe it is on the one figures. Uh, does that mean like $1? I think it's actually yeah, 50 cents yeah, because yeah. Uh, 49, 50, yeah. the, 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 I think the word got out to my family. For, like, I think I just told one, like my brother or something, and he sent it to the family group thread, and everybody was like, let me get one. And so I was like, oh, I guess oh, I have to go great. on eBay. And I literally bought like 20 of them. Bought your own card off For $8. <laughs> so if you're looking for more, I think they're on eBay, and I think they cost you, I think it costs oh, you like so way good. more in taxes than it does the actual purchase to price. Get it. Yeah, taxes the shipping and the shipping. Like, 
it's a ten dollar total product. Nine seventy two is taxes and shipping. That's so, amazing. Uh, yeah, great anyway, value right there. Very, very, very fun. I'm going to keep it in this box. I, yeah, I you, uh, you can just hold on to it for a second. We'll take we'll take care of it after the show. I, uh, People are like, all right, now we're sick of you. Yeah, can we Jim please Oaks. talk about we, soccer footballs? And Mike did say we are going to talk about free agency. We got a bunch of guys yeah. potentially changing teams as a so part of free agency. We have this every single year. I want to ask one real quick question before we get into this field, and you can tell me you're no longer in this world. But okay. I think you got a to tone to it no, still. Of course I am. $30 million increase in the cap this Ooh, year. Yeah. How is that potentially going to impact free agency in years that, like, we've never had a jump this big, right? I was thinking about winners and losers in this $30 million free agency, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, cap space spike. Winners are everybody, right? Yes. Because everybody now has $30 million more. Winners include teams that have uh, have a debit that they still owe on their, you know, or like are going to be in debt, I should say, uh, you know, like the Saints and the Bills and the Broncos and some of these teams yep. that were pressed up against the salary cap wall. Winners also include players who are excellent at their job, and we know that, and we know they're going to get paid. Their leverage just got that much more significant. If you're Justin Jefferson and you go to the Vikings and say, I want to beat the previous best wide receiver contract by $2 million, which is Tyree Kill at four years, $30 million a year, they can't say to you, well, you know, it's hard to fit that in underneath That's the cap. tough now. Yeah. Hard to do that, right? <laughs> if you're Tua Tungavailoa and you're going to the Dolphins, yep. you're on your fifth-year option, fully guaranteed, they're in a cap space pickle. Hey, just get, get, get me to five years, $50 million a year. I know that sounds gargantuan, but again... You just got $13 million more than people were forecasting and a most optimistic outcome. The only loser I could think of is the potential for competitive balance in the NFL because if there are people that would be turned off by the Chiefs potentially winning their fourth Super Bowl in six years, the extra cap space may mean them having the chance to keep a Legereus Sneed or a Chris Jones sure. or both or pivoting and adding other players at pivotal spots of need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm with you. It's going to be interesting. Maybe I, I almost wonder if team, you know, agents get aggressive, players get aggressive, yep. say we want X, like you just pointed out. Our team's like, we're not doing it. And then we, we stir up more trades like a couple of years ago. And we see yeah. a whole bunch of trades. They're like, all right, we're just going to, we're not paying that. that. Yeah. Because so, you know, remember that, that, that heavy trade off season came after the down season or shortly after the down season of COVID where money was gone. So yeah. uh, it changed the way that teams are able to budget and afford players. So uh, huge spike for everybody. Yeah. I don't think anyone, obviously nobody was expecting it to be that big. So, I mean, if you think about it though, like, you know, banner season for fantasy focus kind of adds up. Yeah, the NFL right. reaped yeah. the rewards mm-hmm. of that. Absolutely. Yeah, some of these guys are about to talk about the running backs here. The they might not be. <laughs> well, I mean, they get no, some they of will. It. They will. You, you are, yeah, exactly. We're already, I mean, they should be a little bit worried about the market, of course, but maybe with all this extra money teams have, they might be more willing to say, all right, we're going to give Derrick Henry a one year, you know, expensive deal we'll say totally. well, speaking yeah, of running backs now. let's start there oh, let's do it yeah we'll rip we're gonna yeah. rip through these we let's got go. guys let's start with josh jacobs because yeah. this is guy so much usage this is the one thing about i'm running back 17 yeah. last year 13.9 fantasy points per game unfortunately missed four games it was the worst season of his career from a fantasy perspective and it comes off the heels field yep. of an rb3 season so just talking about josh jacobs alone before we talk about where he goes is josh jacobs still closer to the RB3 season he had in 2022 or this RB17 season he had in 2023? I think he's somewhere in the middle, depending Mm. on where he lands. A couple of things here also to add. Adam Schefter uh, tweeted, I think right before we started this show, that the Raiders are not expected to use the tag on him. Mm -hmm. Would have been the second tag, even more expensive than just the uh, the first tag. Uh, The chances of him returning to LA, I'm sorry, uh, to Las Vegas are still in play, but obviously if he wants to go to the open market, he now has a pathway to do that. Um, 
I think Josh Jacobs is somewhere in between. It was kind of the perfect storm two years ago when he led the NFL in total touches. He was awesome in the passing game as well and then scored more touchdowns in this past season. Uh, He's a good player, but his efficiency way Way dipped this past year. Career worst in terms of yards per carry, but I'd argue that Raiders offensive line was just basically a turnstile in multiple ways this Mm -hmm. past year, Mike. Yeah, uh, well said. I mean, he's now 26 years old, probably has a couple years left as a lead back, so... Um, I, I have, I don't know if you guys did this, but I kind of projected I did. I have all a list teams. of all these guys. So uh, I don't think I need to add much to that. Obviously a bit down last year. We expect him to rebound to some extent that was expected. Remember he guys will lead the NFL in, in yards and, and touches like that tend to come back to earth, miss some games. So who, that's not shocking. Wait, who was talking about that in August? We all were. I mean, that's at this I mean, point, it's, it happened. You were, happened to you were McCaffrey, leading, happened to Josh you were leading the train. <laughs> I know, I yeah. know, but. You were getting raked over the coals for that. Uh, nonetheless, good good player. Uh, only twenty six years old. I yeah. mean, I know he's yeah, got exactly. a lot of usage, it, but which, only twenty six. Yeah, for is by he only twenty six, or is he already twenty six well, in Mike's great, book? Right. Yeah, that's yeah. A great yeah. Way to he, see. Entering his age twenty six season. That's the way to do that's, it. That's, okay. that's how I'm looking that's at how we this. Do it. So uh, probably again, probably he's a couple years as a lead back. So for my landing spot, I picked a team nearby, a team that wants to has already talked extensively about running the football. Yeah, the Chargers. I like that one. The Chargers. I think if they move on from Austin Eckler, they bring in Jacobs. Three down back. Uh, I think, by the way, I will say this. We'll get into this more throughout the offseason. More of a balance offense. You look at the history of Jim Harbaugh when he was with the Niners. Actually, a balance offense. They ran a lot because they were ahead a lot, but they did not call a super run-heavy offense. So I won't get too caught up in that, but I think he's a good fit there with a team that wants to, we'll say, establish the run, but yeah. still be balanced. Yeah. The only thing that I would say about all of these running back situations is that I think when I see people suggesting where various free agent backs should go, it's always like, yo, the Chiefs should sign Saquon Barkley, right? It's like, first of all, no, the Chiefs have a good player in Isaiah Pacheco. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, people are like, send great running back to great team, maybe even on a one-year deal to revalue to reestablish his value and then he can profit and go to the moon. So like oh, what I'm telling you, people, so we'll yeah, get there. which we'll get, of course we will. I, 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 know, I know it's also one of those. Wait, people, no, no, yes. I know that I, I I'm, very biased, though. I'm, I'm sure biased, it's the same one. Say, but yeah. And, but my point is that like, I just don't think that the teams at the top are as inclined yeah. to spend big on running backs, especially on multi-year deals because the reality for the chiefs and the lions and mm-hmm. the Eagles and these teams that are very good, the Ravens, et cetera, is that they've got a lot of other players that far less fungible positions where they might have three, four, five, six players making $20 million per year or more. And that of course includes a quarterback contract for almost all of those yep. that spending on running back is basically foolish. Mm. So what's your pick? Where, where do you, where are you sending them? Uh, Josh Jacobs. I like the Chargers one. I'm You're just like, going to oh, piggyback on top of that okay, one gotcha. because okay uh, that. The, 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 every member who has spoken from the new chargers brass has talked about the importance of being physical and the importance mm-hmm. yeah. of, as you can, to your point, maybe it's a little bit of lip service, but establishing the run. And I think the Chargers feel is that it is easier to get back to credible and eventually become a winner by first building up the defense and playing ground control football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Not so, taking the reins sense. off of I, Justin Herbert entirely. Yeah. I'm just saying that like they think it's easier to win football games that way than being the team that airs it out nonstop and plays decent defense. By the way, plenty of teams that need a running back. I'm working on an article right now with some uh, some some teams like the Cowboys, again, with Tony Pollard's a free agent. We'll get to that in a second. Cowboys, Giants, Chargers, Eagles, Raiders. Texans, Ravens potentially looking for a lead back, and it's not a good draft. It is either, no, it is as not. you have pointed out in the past. So some of these guys like Jacobs, 
regardless of where he goes, he's going to be the lead back, wherever yep. that yeah. is, if it's back in, with the Raiders or elsewhere. So, Well, speaking of the Chargers, obviously we know Jim Harbaugh coming in as the coach. Kellen Moore out as the OC. Now moving on to Philly with yep. Greg Roman taking over there. Austin Eckler also probably no longer going to be a, a Los Angeles Charger field. Running back 20 this season. Yeah, It was a really tough one for Austin Eckler in spite of the last two years previous to that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. He had 38 touchdowns over the last two seasons, only six this last year. So how are you approaching Austin Eckler knowing that he is going into his age 30 season here? This to me feels like a one-year deal somewhere, right? Because coming off of this past season, if he's getting a multi-year contract, it's probably more team-friendly than it is player-friendly. Now, Austin has talked about this publicly, that he was playing through some you know, legit injuries this past season. He gutted it out, and he stayed on the field for the most part. Obviously, he had that mini break at the beginning of the year, but coming back from that, that ankle injury, he never looked totally like himself. So for him, the reality is that you're probably playing on a one-year deal this upcoming offseason, and I'm telling myself, if I'm Austin Eckler, I am waiting for the single best fit available. It's less to me about a, you know, a competitor uh, versus a team on the rise versus a team that's probably not going to play important football this year. I want to find the best fit for me to get my value back on track a year from now. Do you have an idea of a fit, Mike? Yeah, 20, uh, 29 years old. So now he's oh. really getting up there. That is a concern. Yeah. I think that will concern, team, uh, concern teams and hurt his market. Still six that running back in targets last season. So I do think he could be uh, an asset in the passing game, even if he's not going to be a guy pushing for 200 carries, which he hasn't done much. He's only done that, Correct. I think it was two years prior to last year, falling back to earth. So I put him on, how about this one? The Browns. Now, obviously, Nick Chubb. There's some talk about him being a cut candidate because of his contract, his age, coming off the injury. Injury, I think they restructure and he comes back, but he might not play early on in the season. That was a major knee injury. They keep saying at some point during the 2024 season. Yeah, so I think Eckler's a good fit. If Chubb can't come back, Eckler's a guy that could team up with Jerome Ford, and that's their backfield for the season, and they can make it. They can make it one year. If Chubb does come back, you're a team that's going to try to win the Super Bowl next year. They're built to win the Super Bowl. They want to win the Super Bowl. Sure do. Eckler and Chubb is a terrific uh, backfield. It gives you more depth at the pass catcher position, which is an issue they had uh, this past year. So uh, I think that's an interesting landing spot. If he doesn't have the market to be a clear lead back, I don't think I'll have that. I like that as well. I actually took a team that I was not all that excited about, okay. to be honest, but it's okay. I kind of wanted to see him go to the Giants. Honestly, I think Saquon's going to leave I was there. Gonna say, are you forecasting what your Saquon Barkley prediction is? Saquon is not. I do not believe that Saquon is going to go back to New York. And as a part of that, if I'm the Giants, I just need Daniel Jones to work out. Like, And that's one of the things that we'll talk about, either whether or not the Giants move on from Daniel Jones field as a part of all this conversation with where their draft pick is at. Yeah. Easier said than done. It is. Yeah. And so this is the thing. If you need Daniel Jones to work out because you're not going to replace him with a quarterback this early, yep. give me a running back that's going to give. And I know that he had that in Saquon, but I'm, 
I'm going to also project a couple other pieces to the Giants yeah. for what it's worth later on. A guy that at least can be able to give Daniel Jones a safety valve and someone that can helpfully help in this offense if they can get some wide receivers. So I'll throw one it, last name out, one last team out there. And this would have to be under the circumstances of, of, of Eckler probably waiting things out a long time. The Chiefs. In the event that Jarek McKinnon, Ooh. who obviously you know just won his second straight Super Bowl, been a valuable member of that team, what? Just, Let's talk about how we don't want to send a superstar to the best team. Everyone just hold on, hold on, hold on. Of superstar running backs. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not a superstar, but that's it. This would be a circumstance of him having to wait it all the way out, right? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Right, like he'd have but to so, wait. On, I'm talking about like perfect. a very yeah. That's, I, I realize how dumb that sounds now. I'm talking about a very modest deal. No, right? I agree. Like, I, I am with like you. if if, if this I, and I, I hate to even say the number, right? But if it's like a one year, three million dollar deal. Which like sounds like repulsively low for a guy with his credentials over the past couple of years. Not to our listeners, but, no, it doesn't. But I'm just saying, like you know, this to me, like or us, yeah, yeah, yeah. a one year, three yeah. million dollar deal doesn't feel repulsively low say. based on right. everything. Like what I would do to make three million bucks <laughs> in one year. Like, yeah. um, I I don't know what I would do. Uh, but anyways, yes, uh, I'm just saying, if like things go really poorly for him, and by the way, last year he requested a trade and there were no nibbles mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, let's move on to Tony Pollard and Saquon Barkley because we've been going heavy on time. Yeah, hey, Tony Pollard was tough. Running back 22 this season. We all had much higher expectations for him with Ezekiel Elliott coming out. Mike, I'm curious. I have a team that I want to send Tony mm-hmm. Pollard to, but I want to know where you have him. Just for the yeah. record, I, Chiefs for me. Just Actually, to, <laughs> before we say all that, of the Chiefs, before just you tell me where you want him to go, I do want to ask you, who is Tony Pollard in 2024 after what we saw in 2023? Because I think there's a lot of question yeah. marks around him. Yeah. As a complimentary back uh, in Dallas, he was his efficiency was elite. He was outstanding. Great. Then yep. he was the lead back, and he got a lot of volume, and the efficiency plummeted. Career lows last year as a pass uh, as a rusher and a receiver in efficiency categories. I think he'll meet in the middle somewhere. You know, he's going to be 27 years old. Probably best served to be a We'll say, I want to say a change of pace back. He can be the lead back, but he's going to need more help. And I think we'll get that wherever he lands. So I'm going to reunite him with the guy. He had his best NFL season with Kellen Moore with the Eagles. If DeAndre Swift, we'll get to him in a second. He's a free agent. How about we throw Pollard in there? Uh, Maybe someone else along with Pollard. I don't know if... uh, you know, they have that guy. Maybe Kenny Gainwell's that guy, but uh, I think they'll they'll keep working on that backfield. But I think Pollard's a good fit with uh, Kellen Moore in Philly. Okay, I can see that one. I have my, like, first of all, again, I know we're both doing it, but uh, <clears throat> my big question would be, does Philadelphia ever break the bank for a running back? Yeah, and, but it, is he is Pollard going to break the bank? That's, that's a, a great I think question, it's a one-year deal. Yeah, it's yeah, got to be a right. one-year I don't, deal. I don't, yeah. yeah, that's, um, I, I was hesitant on that just because Eagles don't spend there. But again, the, you know, they went after, you know, DeAndre Swift last year. I know it was a cheap trade, but I don't know if Pollard's going to be super costly. That's Do you have one? I had the Eagles as well. Okay, Eagles. All right. I'll okay. throw, I'll throw a different part bird. Because of the committee. I like the, everything that you just said of like, I want Tony to go back to a spot where he's not the lead back. And I feel like the right. Eagles are not interested in giving one guy the ball 280 I want him right. to go somewhere where he can be the lightning to someone's thunder. I think maybe that's Arizona. You know, a oh, team that may not want to necessarily spend sure. there because they got a lot of other needs. But James Conner can do sort of the heavy lifting, the proverbial heavy lifting. And Tony Pollard can maximize his speed and agility on some of those perimeter runs, out in space runs, screens, et cetera that he excelled with during his time in Dallas. So I think then if the Eagles want to just have like a committee, you just bring in Pollard to do like a lot of both. And then you bring in Eckler for passing downs and Derrick Henry. (laughs) I don't see a problem with that. What's the problem? I don't see any issue with that. Just We just got a $30 million increase in the cap. You can use it up, man. Finally sign all those guys. All right. I thought that Saquon Barkley was going to move on from the Giants. That's a thing that I, Mm -hmm. where I am at, he was running back. I'm sorry, I just lost it. Eight this season. Again, mm-hmm. missed three games as well. 
This is a guy that I still think is a superstar. I need to see him in a team with an offensive line. The Giants' offensive line has just been so tough, Mike. When you look at Saquon, do you think that there is still room for him to continue to grow from a fantasy perspective, or have we seen his best days already behind him? Well, he's had one full season. That was when he was a rookie. So he's missed games every other year. Uh, and honestly, you look at his efficiency as a as a receiver, three straight years, poor, terrible. Yeah. As a rusher, below average, average at best. I mean, he's one of them guys that has the name value, but that that ceiling has not been there that we saw from him as a rookie in the pedigree. He came into the league. So, so he's a better version with that of Najee a little Harris bit. is what you're describing. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. He, he definitely could do a lot as a, a pass catcher as well. So that one I struggle with a little bit. I don't know if I was if I was running a team, I wouldn't be super interested in paying what might be the market for him. Sure. That being said, we know somebody who's an owner and a GM who will spend a lot of money on big names. And that is of course, Jerry Jones. Mm. I'm going to Dallas. Wow. That's interesting. Um, I'm concerned about Dallas because they have so many contracts that got to get sorted out. Mm -hmm. I know we can make our January (laughs) joke for the Cowboys, but like, is there a team with better top end talent than Dallas in the NFL? I don't, they're up there. They're top three. They're definitely up there. I mean, mean, like Zach Martin's like a first ballot hall of fame guard. Mm -hmm. He makes a ton of money. You've got Micah Parsons going to be the highest paid defensive player ever. Mm -hmm. Obviously Dak Prescott might be the highest paid quarterback of all time. CD lamb Lamb is going to be right there Mm -hmm. for the very top of the wide receiver market. Trayvon Diggs got signed to a big money deal this past year. You know, like there are guys on that team. Oh, I never, (laughs) dude, dude, a year from now, watch (laughs) out. He will get a stud. Like, so anyways, I, I, I did not pick the Cowboys for any of them because I just don't see that that team is willing to spend big money at. However, I will offer one other team in the state of Texas. Oh, how about the Houston Texans? Yeah, okay. I have them on my list here for an upcoming guy. Oh, Actually, okay. Wide yeah, receiver. Coming up soon here. Yeah. Quarterback. No, no, uh, quarterback. quarterback. Kirk Cousins to the Texans. Yeah, yeah, Mike Clay. That's right. <laughs> um, well, Stroud's uh, going to the Chiefs, though. Let's oh, that's right. I got it. You ready? That's a priority now. I get it now. The Chiefs are signing Austin Eckler. So they can eventually trade that's into the right. Texans. That's what it is. Honestly, they can have the best one-two combo <laughs> quarterback at every. There is there, if you read like through replies to tweets and stuff. People, yeah, people the other dot, these are the dots that get connected. Unfortunately, yes. you can't read through the replies of tweets anymore because literally none of them are not are, are safe for uh, work. That's true. It's you don't that's true. Bizarre. You don't like the nudity? You're not. That is like, very. You aggressive. have two daughters just like I do. You know that that app is a I'm bizarre spot. Yeah, Texans would intrigue me though because they got by with minimal in terms of investment last year at the running back spot. Yeah. Do you think this is a team that probably will be taking a bigger picture view and say that they will, uh, you know, go through the draft to find one of those running backs? The only thing I'll say about the Houston Texans right now, and I know this, and I think it will become more obvious once we get to free agency a couple of year, uh, weeks from now. Write this down, mark it down, whatever you want to do. NFL players want to play with CJ Stroud mm-hmm. already. That's the kind of gravitational pull he has. And their offense might look shockingly different next year. I mean, you have Tank Dell coming off the sure. injury, you have Nico Collins. Otherwise, Robert Woods could be gone. Noah yeah, Brown no could Brown, be gone. Dalton Schultz, Schultz is a free agent. Devin yep. Singletary is a free agent. Is Damian Pierce back? That could all look different behind those two but, guys. So. But some of the stuff you hear about the poll that CJ Stroud has, you're like, you know, there are certain athletes that just the rest of the league like always has. I mean, I think all of us have like a ton of affection for CJ Stroud. The guy's awesome, right? But uh, it's pretty impressive that one year into his career, he already might be on like that short list of like. Mm-hmm. I want to play with him, right? If you're a wide receiver, why wouldn't you want to play with him, by the way, after what he did as a thrower this past year? I think some of our, and I think we probably all agree on this. When you go into a draft next season, one of the things we're going to tell people is like, 
Make sure you get one Texan. Just one. Let's just make sure you get one. At least one. You know, maybe it's worked two, so well by one. saying always draft a chief wide receiver yeah. over the past Stop. few years. Stop. Yeah, it's been great. Stop. I mean, you probably, yeah. I mean, you want, you probably want to come out of there with Dell or, Tan, or uh, 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 Tank or Nico if you right. can. Yeah. Like, yeah. and we'll see who else lands there. Heck yeah, man. Once they sign off some Eckler, we can also get him <laughs> playing a slot receiver, teams. right? He's going to play for yeah. multiple teams, yeah. yes. Yeah. I got two more running backs I want to talk about. One of them, Mike, was your former running back and my former running back, DeAndre Swift. Who had over a thousand yards rushing for the first time in his career, which was great, but that came at the expense of basically all of his pass catching ability. Only 39 catches, 214 receiving yards. It kind of was the opposite of everything we'd seen from DeAndre Swift so far in his career. So just moving forward, understanding the way that you saw the Lions use him, mm-hmm. understanding the way we saw the Eagles use him. How do you projecting that he you know kind of susses out in 2024? Yeah, so this is kind of like the Tony Pollard analysis, right? So he was fifth in the NFL in rushing yards last year. He played a career-high 16 games, had a career-high 268 yards. Guys, he had his, his career worst finish in fantasy yes. points per game. Yep. It was his worst fantasy season on a yeah. per-game basis, despite that workload. So probably best served to be, again, in more of a back a share backfield. You can say that for a lot of guys in the NFL. So I put him on, actually, the Raiders with Zamir White, who Ooh. impressed down the stretch last season. I think that's a good fit. You let both of those guys kind of cook in that backfield. I think that uh, that could work. My my sheet in front of me says Vegas for Vegas? what it's worth. No way. There yeah. you go. Are you right. going there soon? Or just, oh, that was your no, team. No, that was oh, my okay. team. That Got was what it. I was picking them. Pairing um, with Zamir White. I'm trying to lose a lot of our, of our of our listenership right now and our viewership, so I want him to go to Chiefs. the Chiefs. <laughs> Get him in number 13. It's a perfect match. Swift, Chiefs, Chiefs, uh-huh. number 13. Uh-huh. That's good. Uh-huh. All right. All right. No, that's that was really good. Good. Actually, no, that's good. I actually predicted last offseason we did predict a trade. I had yeah. to go to the Chiefs for, uh, I think it was Willie Gain, a draft pick or something that's like that. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So fine. I'll actually, actually just, you know what I'll take? I'll just take like, uh, like for the eight people that are still listening after that, that attempt of humor. <laughs> um, how about the Rams? Okay. Someone's got to spell Kyron Williams a yeah, little they bit. Have to and they need somebody a bit more dynamic than what they had. They mm-hmm. had, you know, Ryan Rivers, exclusive rights free agent who was retained. And I mean, like Royce Freeman making a semi comeback last year. <laughs> like I understand, like my, my guess is that Sean McVay values too much, like the guys that are reliable and pass protection and do kind of little things right, which might not necessarily be like DeAndre Swift's the guy that like, he might have five kind of average plays and then one spark play that you're like, oh, that guy is sweet. So mm-hmm. uh, that might not be the archetype that the Rams are looking for, but uh, they need to add a second back. You're trying to pair DeAndre Swift with former Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford, get him back together? Well, you are moving to Va- um, no Los Angeles. Los so Angeles. Just, that is, all that is the thing, yeah. Michigan yeah. men are going to oh, Los Angeles. I hope that, listen, I, anything to give me that weather. Anything other than what we've had the last couple of days. All right, we got one more running back. It's a big one, literally. We talked about it. Derrick Henry. Yeah. This is a guy that has been the guy for the Texans, or excuse me, for the Titans uh, field for you quite a while. Yeah. No, I am not forecasting. No, I have a different team that I'm going to send him to. Okay. But we saw him slow down this year. Yeah. Part of that, and I think is because of age and a little bit of where he's at. Part of that is because teams just knew that they didn't have to do anything else other than basically stop the run yeah. in Tennessee. So when you look at Derrick Henry, how do you feel about him in 2024? Uh, I feel good about him on a one-year deal somewhere mm-hmm. okay. i have two teams that come to mind uh mm-hmm. one but i have to go to the one that i think is um i think probably a lot of people are gonna be thinking this. how about the ravens yeah like i think people that's are, like 90 percent of yep. the dot connecting is yep. to the, ravens, the yes. ravens i think he was you know he was, there were some conversations last year around the deadline about whether he would end up there um the only way, and I know that I keep talking about the Cowboys cap woes, but if Derrick Henry said, all I want to do is go somewhere with a chance to win this year, and I'm willing to take a very modest deal as a result of it, which, yep. by the way, we have seen from running backs on occasion, the Cowboys need for like a little more beef to finish off drives or to finish off short yard situations would lend itself 
perfectly to Derrick Henry. I think back to that game against the Dolphins. They end up losing late in the season in Miami. And there's that play where the screen grab has been shared a million times where it's like somehow Tony Pollard doesn't score on a run in which he is like literally, like I don't know, a yard from the end zone with no one around him. And they subsequently fumbled like a play or mm-hmm, two later mm-hmm. when they handed the football off to a uh, Hunter Lepke, their fullback. Mm. So uh, he would be a great finisher in Dallas, but I'm gonna go with Baltimore instead. Yeah, I like it. I was it was easy to go Ravens. It's easy to go Ravens. Everybody's yep, playing the Ravens. So yep. I decided to pivot off of that. So I went. Uh, you mentioned the Cowboys staying in the state. The Houston Texans. Dude, I've already given them Saquon Barkley. Are they going to yeah, go for no, a two for no, one? They, they're, trading him to the, they're trading him to the Chiefs so they could sign Derrick Henry. <laughs> By the way, it's funny. We talk about Henry, uh, you know, taking a step back. Still sixth in the yards after contact. Still very good in that department. And how about this? I think this is easy to forget because you had a lot of Tajay Spears who basically split snaps with him. Derrick Henry led the NFL in carries again yeah. this wow. past year. Like wow. It didn't, doesn't seem like he did, but he never he did. Me. And yeah. he just continues to get the job done, but still effective. So I'm with you. I think a one-year deal, maybe two for cap reasons, probably a one-year deal somewhere makes sense. I like Houston, just the way they're going. People want to go there. That's a team that can make a big leap in the AFC. Also good backup quarterback insurance to CJ Stroud is Henry, <laughs> yes. I think is now seven for eight in his career as a thrower. Very mm-hmm. efficient, very yes. efficient thrower. And yes. because teams, can you blame them for thinking like when it's first and goal from the four that he's going to run the football? Yeah. You can't blame them for for defending that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, they're not going to run Stroud in like he's not going to scramble much or, you know, do the the tush push or anything. So it works out perfect for fantasy. Either they're throwing touchdowns with Stroud or Henry's running them in. So it makes it easier to predict. Will the tush push be around next year? Yay or nay? Let's vote as if we're the competition. I think so. I think yay. I'm just curious how good it's going to be without Jason Kelsey. Yeah, I don't, well, if, if he retires, we don't, we're not sure yet. I guess we're not decided, but um, I think, I think yay, and I think it's because the Eagles just like fell apart. Like had there had that been a oh, thing all the way through right, the playoffs yeah. and the Super Bowl again, everyone would have been up in arms, and then maybe. But since okay. they kind of disappeared, and they were now like, it makes sense. They were playing the long game. That's what it was. That's it. That's they, they were like, to get yeah, we need to sacrifice the rest of this season. Yeah, one hundred percent. The greater good. They were playing chess. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I tell is. myself at night. Yeah, that's how we cope. This is all part of the plan. This is how we process right now. Yeah, I had Derek Henry going to either the Ravens to pair with. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, because I just love that thunder yeah, and lightning fun. ability yeah. there, or the Dallas Cowboys. Again, kind of that same thing. We're really thinking. So we're I like sharing it. brains right now. Hey, yeah. let's move ahead and talk about wide receivers. And we're going to start with the guy that was on the list, but is now removed off it. T. Higgins got the franchise tag. We found that out today from the Cincinnati Bengals. Kind of felt like that was going to happen. Mm, we were sort yeah. of expecting it. So with him returning field, do you see anything different? Because this was sort of a down year for T. What is it that you look at 2024 and how it can be different for that Bengals offense? What I'm most interested in is whether they get a deal done with T. Higgins in the long term, because mm-hmm. you're right. Uh, usually you want to go into your free agency or your franchise tag period coming off of a high note. He did not come off of a high not. note this past season, which is 42 catches. Obviously missed time due to injury. Did have some special moments late in the season, that game against the Vikings where he had that ridiculous yes. like sprawling leap for the end zone touchdown grab. Um Really talented player. And like this is one of those where like if you're the Bengals and if you're T. Higgins and you find some common ground, it's gonna be because you acknowledge he's like a six foot three freak who's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um but this I think the Cincinnati offense though has a chance to be like they could be this year, like this past year's version of the Ravens, where it's like the really, really awesome team is just sitting there, like what's the expression? Hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you're like last year they were nine and eight and their quarterback missed most of the season and they mm-hmm. struggled out of the gates. Like mm-hmm. They could be awesome this year and go nuclear on offense by doing exactly what they did a couple of years ago. Yeah, I don't think we've seen Higgins ceiling yet. Super boom bust last year. Believe it or not, he was actually a top 10 score receiver in one third of his games. It was the eighth highest rated receiver. He was just outside the top 35 every other week. So we need uh, more consistent production from him. 
Yeah, he, he, absolutely. He was he was a 49er, but uh, only 33rd in fantasy points per game when Joe Burrow played with him last season. But it's a small sample, five games. Yeah. We've seen better in the past. So I do think he bounces back this year. And I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Okay. I think he lands with the Bengals for next season. Oh, what? that's, oh, that's yeah. a big that's one. That's my projection. That was not mine, spot. so I guess wow. we can debate I w- that one. I was actually going to go another direction, but then it got tagged. So, <laughs> so there you go. It's no Can't fun. have fun with that yeah. one. Hey, we can have fun with this one because I'm the Gabe Davis truther of our group, and so? I don't know what to do anymore, guys. Wait, I want to say this. Gabe Davis is going to be a free agent, and then he took to social media to make sure that everyone knew how good he was. <laughs> 2020 to 2023, we have the post here if you're able to watch it. First in the NFL in first down rate, in touchdown rate, average depth of target, uh, yards per reception, explosive reception rate, 33 hey, hey, total Don. touchdowns, and 15.8% target rate was 47th in the NFL. It's trying <clears> to say he did not get the ball enough. I got to be honest. Uh, when I look at this and I'm trying to figure out what's going on, what is it that I want to do with Gabe? I have no idea how the guy who was wide receiver 49, averaged 9.5 fantasy points per game, is going to be in a better situation than he was just in with nope. Josh Allen. So I, I don't know. I, I can't project him to be better. I understand if he's going to go somewhere. Maybe he turns into the, quote, wide receiver one of a team yeah. like Carolina. That's yeah. a spoiler alert. Maybe what I'm thinking. But I don't like that more than him having Josh Allen under center. Yeah, I'm so with you. where are you, you guys at? Uh, <laughs> let me ask you a question. How many top 35 fantasy seasons does he have? 35 fantasy seasons, none. This feels none. Like how, how, many year, how many seasons has he finished top 50 in catches? In catches? None. Zero, yeah. yeah. Zero, zero times, yeah. Uh, you know how we were just talking about like DeAndre Swift and Tony Pollard, and it's like, well, when you're like a situational guy, your efficiency looks great. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing a wide receiver, right? Totally. It's his role, right? Yeah. He's, he's only getting these downfield throws and a really good offense within an elite quarterback, but he hasn't demanded the ball. Like he hasn't earned more targets. And maybe, by the way, maybe he's right. Maybe, maybe he should have a 25% target share and he'll thrive elsewhere, but we haven't seen that so far. So I'm not getting too, uh, well, can I ask a question about that? Cause yeah. if that was the case, it's like you would, we see the Bengals uh, last year, notwithstanding, like they find ways to get the ball to both of their wide receivers. If yeah. Gabe Davis was good enough to demand 10 targets a game, wouldn't the bills be giving him the ball 10 times? Yeah, a game? I tend to agree with that. Yeah. I think I feel so. like all bills fans are sitting here that are listening and watching and like, yes, thank you. Totally I love agree. Gabe. I mean, but, yeah, but he was in the, like, maybe not the perfect spot, but a pretty darn good one. Yes. He has the strongest armed quarterback, or at least Great on the spot. very short yeah. list yes. of strong arm quarterbacks in the NFL playing with him. Um, when he was when that that video went live and those various stats were shared, it reminded me. It made me think of Kyle Soppy, longtime researcher of this show, Freaking who was the Kyle. best because I could throw Kyle the most like the single most asinine argument, and he could find a statistical case for it. Like I could be like, "Can you just please get me the Patrick Mahomes sucks argument?" Yeah. and he'd be like, <laughs> "Patrick Mahomes went down by ten or more points yeah, that's in it. the third yeah. quarter or later, playing on the road in a climate controlled environment during Dollar Beer Weekend was zero and five. And you're like, "Thank you. <laughs> that you was go. all I needed, that's right? I needed. Like, case in point, Patrick Mahomes sucks. So like yes. that, like extremely specific, like all the qualifiers, mm-hmm. you know, ex- excluding the 2023." year interesting decision right there happy for uh, for gabe wherever he lands but this would be this is if gabe davis gets a multi-year deal for a whole bunch of money he will be the face of what the perils and upside of free agency is worth right because he either is going to go somewhere and far exceed that number like if gabe davis got three years i'm gonna make this up 54 million bucks that's 18 million dollars per year okay he will either approve to be completely worth it and a whole lot more, or it will be the team that got stuck taking the cheese. What did uh, two years ago 
this is going to connect a dot to where I was going to go with this, but what did MVS get from the Chiefs? Uh, yeah, three years, year? 33 million bucks. It was only 33. That was yeah. a little more than that. But nonetheless, that was, that was going to be one of my connections. However, uh, if MVS gets cut, which is possibility, yeah. did the, I don't think the Chiefs maybe have the money for it, but could Gabe Davis be a replacement there? I actually have him going. The team I connected him to is the Falcons. Oh, I think it'd yeah. be a compliment to Drake London uh, down there in a new look offense. But hey, Mike. Um, I think, I think the Chiefs. Can we just throw the ball to Drake London first before I, we start getting them second wide receivers? I'm with you. I didn't give him any pass catchers. Well, he'll be, I mean, look, they're going to no, no, a new I'm offense, kidding. Zach I'm Robinson. Kidding. Like yes. they're going to throw, it'll be a more balanced offense. There's, yeah. room, there's room for him to be a complimentary guy there, but I, I'm with you. I just, I think he's looking at a situational deep threat guy. I look at, you know, 15, 17% target share, maybe, yeah. maybe what the, the Chiefs were hoping for with MVS, but that's a role he's played. He is the Bills MVS. That's what he's been uh, the past couple of seasons. So, I'm not as optimistic, uh, you know, as he is. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. I had him going to Carolina, replacing DJ Chark as the deep threat there. Okay, Just yeah. you know, he could kind of become that wide receiver one Probably rather than be a wide receiver two. God, Carolina needs all these wide receivers. Well, huh? I've I've got another one that's going to go to him as well. well Let's talk about there. Third, well, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Third wide receiver here on the board, Mike Evans. Yes, guy that was unbelievable. Wide receiver ten in fantasy points per game. Just another amazing season. It, this is one of those guys that just continues to produce field. I think I'm at the point now where I'm ready to jump on your bandwagon because I have Mike Evans going to the Kansas City Chiefs. What? This one makes way more sense to me. Ooh, now that is fun. All right, you know, make the case. I get it. Like his quarterback will be okay, right? It'll be fine. He'll <laughs> yeah. finally have a decent quarterback to catch balls from. They do need a deep threat because they don't really have that. MVS hasn't totally worked out. Yeah, it's they, an interesting one, right? Because like the Chiefs will no doubt attack wide receiver this offseason. Mm-hmm. For Evans, like the allure of going to Kansas City would be like he really feels as though he needs another championship because he obviously already has one in Tampa because the money is not going to be as good in Kansas City as I think it will be elsewhere. But the fit would be so obvious. So I'm so great. Only yeah. thing that I wonder is, is this one of those situations? And we're not, I'm not talking football necessarily, but like a guy's been with a team for 10 years. He feels like they've taken care of him. You know what? If they're going to keep doing that as like to the level that I think is worth it. I don't want to leave. I want to be one of those guys that's going to be in the same place for my entire career. I mean, yeah. Lifetime buck, Florida, um, mm-hmm. no state mm-hmm. income taxes. That's mm-hmm. not a bad option. Yeah. Entering so. his age 31 season. I, uh, I only did this with three guys cause it's boring to do it for a lot of them, but I have them staying with Tampa. Come, I think they back. bring back Baker Mayfield. Can we kick this guy off the show? Have, what the heck? Not fun. Yeah. Not fun. Uh, the Panthers are the most obvious other one too. Yeah. We were talking about it yeah. earlier, but no, of course, Dave Canales, the new head coach there, Tampa influence mm-hmm. brought a bunch of guys from that Tampa coaching staff to Carolina. So don't be surprised if there are at least some players that are infused from uh, Tampa Bay to Carolina. Yeah. All right. Next one we have up Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley had yeah. it actually was a pretty good season in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a part to me. I'll say this. He had a Chris Johnson season. Do you guys remember that Chris Johnson used to always rush for a thousand yards, but like 212 of them would come yeah. in a game and you'd be like, what about the four games where you rushed for a combined 35 that's right. yards? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, that but, uh, quick numbers on that six top 12 weeks, nine games under 10 points that's last year. To your point, don't remind me, Mike. Well, and a part of that was I came in with the expectation and this is on me, but like he had written that awesome article in the Players mm-hmm. Tribune. He's like, I'm going to drop 1400 and multiple t- and double digit touchdowns. And so there was an expectation that I had sort of set fairly or unfairly about what I thought Calvin Ridley needed to achieve for me in fantasy football. Dude, we are humans too. Like I read that piece and I was like, holy crap. Like, like this after- guy's primed. 
Dude, like once Daniel picked me up after I tried to run through a brick wall, but I'm not very strong, so I just kind of bounced <laughs> off of it. Uh, I was like, crap, I need to adjust my rankings a little yeah, bit man. here. But still, wide receiver 27, I don't think anyone's going to say Calvin Ridley was not a good wide receiver this year. I, I'm curious, Mike, when you look at him for next year, mm-hmm. first year back coming off the suspension, what is it that you think that he can be in 2024? Well, I'll tell you what, he held up pretty good. I mean... Uh, the efficiency wasn't great outside the top 20 at receiver and receptions and yards, but check this out. Sixth in routes, yeah. second in expected touchdowns wide receiver. So he left wow. a lot of them on the table and seventh in touchdown catches with eight. He had 25 end zone targets last year. Wow. No one else had more than 20. He led the entire NFL end zone targets. Yes, by wow. five. It wow. wasn't even close. Huh. So I feel like there was, I, I feel like the Jacksonville offense as a whole, maybe a side of Travis Etienne left a lot on the table last yeah, year. Sure. Uh, Maybe Evan really, Ingram too. He had the most catches uh, ever by yeah, a tight and end. Didn't score touchdowns, right? It was kind of an odd year for who them. Needs, like, who needs touchdowns? Who needs? Uh, apparently not uh, yeah. Evan Ingram. So uh, Evan Kyle Ingram's Pitts. always kind of been a chain mover, not really a touchdown maker. Yeah, that, that's that's absolutely true. Um, but I wonder if he if he lands back in Jacksonville, maybe they get things together and take a leap forward. Just felt like a step back last year for Jacksonville, but they still have Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, and yeah. maybe they bring back Ridley. Uh, to you go know what's interesting Kirk, so. is if they re-sign Calvin Ridley to an extension. They owe Atlanta a second round pick as opposed to a third round pick. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. So I don't That's know right. so, how much that motivates the the negotiations one way or the other, but yeah. just kind of interesting. I, I think my point was just like the circumstance is probably better than it seemed. Like he was getting oh, no, no, a no. lot of volume. He's on the field. So I'd be okay with that. Yeah. But I predicted another team, and that team is the Detroit Lions. What? Ooh. How about that one? Hey, now. Let's add some. Ju- like, look, here's the thing with the Lions. I do this exercise at the end of the season. I wipe out all the free agents yep. off those rosters and, and put back the guys from IR. And the Lions were, was quick. There's not many guys not a lot of from that there. team. They're nope. pretty much all back. So they're going to have some money, and they're, they have plenty of cap space as well. So they're going to be able to say, all right, let's re-sign some of our guys. And let's spend a little and, and reinforce some positions. And why not bring him in? I mean, Jamison Williams is a guy that could still be a star someday, but he hasn't done it yet. Why not bring in another standout receiver on the perimeter, put him with, uh, we'll say, Jameson on the outside, and, of course, Amon Ra in the slot yeah. with Sam Laporta, the two good running backs, Jared Goff, oh, the whole offense. Stop it, I'm going to run through a wall, Mike. Right, I there know. you go. So I, I like excited. that. I think, it, I think yeah. it's a good a good fit there for him. All right, I'll give you one more. It's too obvious. It's the closest team to where we are right now. It's the Patriots. The Patriots are desperate, desperate. for wide receiver help, yeah. and I am firmly of the belief, and if you have been watching First Draft, you know this, the Patriots must take whichever quarterback is available at pick three. Right. I don't care if that's quarter th- quarterback three on your board. Take him. Opportunity cost. You can't bypass it. You can't go mm-hmm. back with another season of completely substandard quarterback play. But you also owe it to that quarterback to do everything in your power to empower that quarterback with good pieces around him. The wide receiver market this year, as we have discussed, has some names. The Patriots have to be in on a few of these. And because of their cap situation, And because of the fact that they don't have a bunch of guys on long-term contracts or big money contracts, the Patriots actually are kind of like the Jaguars a couple of years ago, where they can justify a little bit of an overspend if it fills a dramatic need. And it's safe to say wide receiver is a a dramatic dramatic need need for the Patriots. Yeah, Demario Douglas is a keeper in the slot, but otherwise it should be wide open. Devontae Parker... And uh, Juju Smith-Schuster would be the next two guys at the and moment. And you could see, like, both of those guys could be back. You could also see both of those guys cut. Absolutely. Patriots yeah. just say, let's clean now. the books and yeah. just, you yeah. know, figure it out. Yeah. Dead money aside, let's just clean the books. So I think the Patriots must be in on wide receivers this offseason. Mm. Yeah. Must. They got a lot to be able to figure out, too. I mean, there's a lot on that offense, not just wide receivers, but that is a big part of it. How, like, think about, like, the, just the, the change from 
the longest and greatest, longest tenured and greatest football coach in the history of the sport. Yep. To somebody who has been a coach for a very short period of time, had never been more, not been a coordinator. Like that's a dramatic shift just in general in New England. I'll Mm -hmm. say this and maybe I might be too old. I'm dating myself here, but I, when I was a kid, I remember watching the Red Wings when they had made the playoffs for 25 straight Mm -hmm. seasons. And then once that streak came to an end, they were bad, bad for a while. I hope this that doesn't happen because I've been a fan of a bad football team for a long time. I don't want that to happen in New England in spite of the fact that it's kind of fun to be like, all right, well, you guys were good for a while. Now it's time for you to learn what sucking is like, like the rest of us. Totally. But yeah. like, ideally, you don't want that to happen. Hopefully, New England can find a way to not have to go through that. But let me tell you process. the best way to do that. Nail this quarterback. That's kick. right. If That's you right. nail this quarterback, That's kick, right. you are in business. And yeah. I'm just telling you, I value, I've, I've watched countless number of plays for Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. Don't screw this up. One yep. of those three, all three of those kids have the goods to be a longtime starter. I don't care. I don't care if your order is Caleb one, Drake two, Jaden three. If Jaden is a third quarterback on your board and he's still there, which he will be, or somebody will be of those three, mm-hmm. take him. Got they should it. go the After. commander's route and then just, they should trade for a second first rounder and take two of those guys and then just whichever <laughs> one gets it, then they're safe and good to go. Dude, totally. Why not? All right. We got another couple of wide receivers. Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown, kind of another disappointing season. I don't want to say another disappointing season, but felt like a disappointing season based on what we saw last year. Hurt again. Yeah. I mean, he, one of the things that I remember about 2022 was the fact that I thought it was a really good season, but he had lost some time, which was tough. And then you come into 2023, missed another couple of games, and he did not look like the guy that I thought he was going to. Only 51 catches and 574 receiving yards. So Yikes. when you look at him, Mike, understanding what we've seen from Hollywood, both in Arizona with Kyler and in Baltimore with Lamar, who do you think that Hollywood Brown is going to be in 2024? Before you give him to a team, do you think yeah. that he's a top 30 wide receiver in fantasy football with his skills? Uh, I don't think so at the moment. I, I had him in my initial ranks 39th at wide receiver, but okay. obviously it was kind of open and just to see where he lands. He's a tricky one. I feel almost like it's like Brandon Cooks Jr. Mm. Like teams can't seem to find a fit. Like he didn't stay in Baltimore and then he goes to Arizona. And now we see if we'll see if he moves on from there, which is uh, the expectation had two solid years, but was was barely top 25 in fantasy points or right on that fringe. The the prior two years, the efficiency has not been good for him over the last couple of years. So he's really a tough one to figure out because the target shares have been good yeah. where, wherever he's gone. Again, it feels yep. a, a, almost like a, le- a lesser Brandon Cook. So uh, I put him on uh, the Jets, actually, as a compliment Ooh, to Garrett J-E-T-S, Wilson. Jets, Back to the Jets, Northeast. Jets, he was in yeah. Baltimore. Put him at, I think he's a really nice compliment there uh, to Garrett good, Wilson on the other side. He won't have to be that alpha alpha guy. And I look, I don't think the Jets are going to go out and, and get like a, a Mike Evans or, um, you they'll know, try Devonte Adams. Something oh, they'll like try that. that one too. Yeah. I'm sure they'll, they'll, yeah, maybe, I don't know if that's the Stop. direction they end up going, but so, I think Brown's Devante a better Adams, there. Garrett Wilson, Brees yeah. Hall and Aaron Rodgers. It's like a Madden football team. Is totally. What that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and we seem to agree. Adam's probably staying put now. They kept Antonio Pierce and, I think and that, Evans. Yeah. I don't think goes there. So, yeah. uh, I just think it's a, it's a good, you could address the other positions, focus on defense, O-line, stuff like that. Uh, obviously backup quarterback is going to be a priority for them. I just think Brown's a nice fit there. Okay. I like the the division. I have a different team though. Oh, the pair with me here. No, <laughs> the bills. Nope. The dolphins. If the market is left. not strong for Hollywood Brown, <laughs> which who knows? I mean, coming off of a down season, uh-huh. a player who, as you mentioned, has kind of been up, but sort of a difficult one to gauge. Why not go? to the fastest offense alive Stop. and take your speed because the Dolphins have been trying to fill that third wide receiver role, right? Mm-hmm. Like they signed Chosen Anderson. They traded for Chase Claypool. Neither one of those guys is anywhere near the player, of course, that Hollywood Brown is, but it was an indication that they feel like they need depth 
beyond just like the wide receiver three role, like what if Jalen Waddle or Tyree Kill is banged up? They saw what that looked like at different points down the stretch this past season. So this would be similar to what I was talking about with Austin Eckler. If the money dries up and he's finding himself facing the proposition of a one-year deal, Miami would be an intriguing spot. Is he fast? Yeah. Uh, very. Okay, they'll very be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The end of the, yeah, that's the end of the conversation. By the way, uh, it's like overwhelming how good this draft is with wide receivers. Like, it just, including some Marquise know, Brown lookalikes. Yeah, and but you know better than anyone. There's so many options, so that could limit the the free agency market a little bit. The free agent class we've talked about a couple of good guys, but it dries up after this quick. So, uh, Let me you know, tell you what. I, I don't know, maybe maybe that kind of limits the market a little bit on somebody who's kind of a, a tweener like Marquise Brown. Here's my advice to the wide receivers out there, and they don't want to hear it. They probably just think that I'm an idiot, which might be true. That's fair. If you find a good deal, take it. I was saying the same thing last year to all those running backs early. I get it. But like when Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley were bypassing these multi-year offers, and I know they want the maximum, but sometimes the grass is not always greener. And I fear that could be the case with these wide receivers this mm, year. Yeah. Not in the case of the next guy we're going to talk about, because I think this guy is going to make himself. Position's just so deep, to your point. Of course. It's just, it's just so deep. There's find so deep. the 30th best wide receiver in the NFL right now, and you're like, that guy's really good still. Yeah, it's like there's almost no team that needs a wide receiver one. It's like you have to look at teams that have uh, like only one guy. I mean, there's a few. There's <laughs> yeah, a few. Don't get me wrong. Say, I'm yeah. just saying there's a lot of teams that have two guys. You're, you feel yeah. good about some have three. Uh, and that's at, that's with free agents pulled out of there. And Picture then we're going to have this draft like, coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. One of those. We'll, we'll take one, yeah. one or two of those, yeah. Uh, wide receivers, these, this group of wide receivers needs to go out and get Kenny Galladay's agent because uh, <laughs> yeah. that guy knows how to be able to make it happen. All sure right, is. let's talk about Michael Pittman. Todd France, who I think he, Kenny might still be making money this year from somebody somehow. Yeah, Good guy. This one's this one's easy, though, right? Michael, Michael Pittman. Pittman. Mm-hmm. He's okay. got a tag. Right? Wide tag, receiver yeah. 14, like he, and he did more most of the season without Anthony Richardson. I'm really excited to see what he looks like with Richardson mostly under center. But, yeah, I, I don't know how you let him leave if you're Indy. You've got to bring him back. Uh, the only way you let him leave is if you are literally negligent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm with you. I don't think he goes anywhere. The only thing I'm going to see from him from a fantasy perspective is you see that number, if you're watching the video, receiving, receiving touchdowns. touchdowns. Four, yeah. uh, four touchdowns and five end zone targets last season. 52 receivers had more uh, end zone targets in him last year. Uh, and that's been a trend throughout his career. He's just oh. been used as a possession air, uh, receiver, but he has decent size. Like, they should be able to get him down the field more near the goal line. So maybe yeah. with Antonio or uh, Anthony uh, Richardson, that'll change. 52 players had more end zone targets than Michael Pittman Jr. last year, including none of the good players in the Falcons. I want to know, <laughs> know who is the shortest player in the NFL with more receiving touchdowns than six foot four, Michael Pittman. Is there a guy that's Shortest. five nine that has like six receiving Did touchdowns? Did Rondell Moore have like six of them? Probably. Yeah. I mean, Tyreek uh, obviously is like five ten, so that's yeah. a, you know, a big one. But Tyreek, though, when you see it, like, doesn't count. He's like, he's like thick. He's, he's jacked. Like, oh, he yeah. like, he's got some power to him. I'm trying to think who's like a sh- like a short king that just went off last past year. Um, receiving touchdown wise. Uh, did it, Zay Flowers? Did he have more than four? Uh, Jordan no, he's not big. Well, Jordan Addison. Addison? Wait, no, he's not big either. Yeah. He's a good one. Yeah, he's another small one. Yeah, um, so yeah, Addison had a lot. Addison he did have a lot more, of them. So. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's just a weird thing about Pittman. He just hasn't been used near the goal line yet, and hopefully that'll change with Richardson in there. So mm, yeah, we'll see. It's a good player. I'm with you though. I think he's tagged. I have him back in the Colts. Yeah, I agree. Tank Dell. Tank Dell. That's a good one. Bam. Good one. Thank you for filibustering until I could get there. No problem. I appreciate yeah. Small guys that play big. big. Tank, yeah. you, want right. to, you want to find small guys that play big, not big guys that play, play small, small, like Quinton Johnston. That's that was a right. red flag. And Yeah, uh, like Josh Doxson, that was always like, ooh. Yeah, yeah like. However, 
Josh played so well that he got a fantasy yes, league named he after did. him. A fantasy yeah. league, which has been since been changed, right? Did we yes, change it? to the Jahan Dodson. Dodson. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, Perfect. Mike and I, uh, Mike beat me. That was the one that Mike, for those that forget, uh, barely scraped by in the finals by like 107 points. That was the oh, regular wow. season. I think I think the championship was like 80 or something. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. However, yeah. There. Mike, only, who was your second quarterback that week? Oh, you had uh, none. No, none. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That was that Stuff. week where everybody's getting benched, like Russ got benched, and it was just a mess. Yikes. Jared Stidham week. Remember me yeah. sitting here during the podcast making like so waiver long claims? <laughs> You're like, I yeah. got to pick somebody up. Yeah, you literally added the quarterback. You sniped me on the show. Yeah. It didn't matter. Jared Stidham. Yeah, Joe Stidham. Flacco. That's what benched. happened. Uh, but I was I uh, over the weekend, I was doing some work, and I tweeted some stuff out about like injury rates, how often, you know, how, how many how many quarterbacks play in every game, yeah. stuff like that. And this was the worst year maybe ever that uh, – in terms of number of quarterbacks that have played at least 95% of the snaps yeah. uh, on offense for, for teams, there was only nine this year. That and that you mark. showed that it was like 19, only 10 years ago. Josh Allen was the only one that played every game. Every each single of the past game. Three seasons. Yeah. Over the past three seasons, since they went to the 17 game season, he's the only one that's played in every game. And he didn't even play 51 because there was, of course, the game that was oh, canceled. Wow. So yeah. no quarterback wow. has played all 51, 51 which is that wow. was, obviously wasn't his fault. Well, you don't hold that I mean, if a guy him. has literally played every single game, there's just no way that you were legally allowed to be frustrated with him. So I think <laughs> exactly. I have to recuse myself wow, from all those things, guys. All these throwbacks to the wow. season. Right okay. we're, we're a couple callbacks. months right. away from the end of the season. We're all like kind of refreshed. Yes, that's right. and we've that's been right. able to realize what are good and are bad. You know, like what takes can we have back? Which ones we want to double down on? That's right. Speaking of takes, let's end on this one real quick because I don't... Do you think Michael Thomas, he's a free agent this year, do you yeah. think that there is another fantasy relevant season left in Michael Thomas's body? I do not. I just think the possibility of him holding out for a full 17-game season is uh, too remote at this point. Yeah, do you know how many 14-point uh, fantasy games he had last year? 14 Four. points. Zero. Okay. Oh. He did not reach 14 points at Every all. question but you've asked on the podcast so far, the answer's been zero. That's right. That's right. <laughs> how, many, how many top 75 seasons does Gabe Davis have? How much have I missed field to something? No, <laughs> wow. Wow. That's wow. a lie. I'll see you guys, see you guys right. in uh, July. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. Actually, August. Much. July's um, a good month here. In, in, I, I did connect him elsewhere. Initially, I had you know T going elsewhere, as I mentioned, yeah. so I put him on the Bengals because the Bengals have all the Michael Thomases. Yeah. The safety Michael Thomas, the other Michael Thomas that's receiver. right. So that would have been fun. But I ended up, when I put T there, I put Thomas on Denver with Pete Carmichael and Sean Payton, a reunion yeah, from yeah. the New Orleans days, because uh, there could be a shakeup there. Tim Patrick, they're going to have to redo his deal. He's coming off another major knee injury, and yep. he's expensive with no dead money if they cut him loose. Uh, is Cortland Sutton back at, on his deal? They probably have to redo that. Jerry Judy, does, do they move on from him? That could be a big shakeup. That's shake a up. fully guaranteed $15 million for Jerry Judy, by the way. Oh, he got the... No, wait, did they pick that up? They did, but that was last offseason. Right. Oh, so oh no, so he'll be back then. Yeah. So it's just... Well, uh, he, he might not be, but I just... Um, the idea of trading for Jerry Judy doesn't feel quite as exciting right now as it did a year ago. Okay. Or two so, years ago. Yeah, all right. My, so my bad on that one. So... But still, if it's if Sutton's not there, Patrick's not there, perhaps Thomas comes you know to what? three, something like that. Uh, for those that are listening, you guys can decide. Like, given that Mike didn't realize that Jerry Judy had the fifth year option picked up, it's not as, should he ever be allowed on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. again? No. All right, I can just. Yeah, I can just. Uh, Michael, go work on his boxing projections. It takes a lot for me to just be like, oh man, I just have to take the L there. Because I, 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 I take a lot of pride in knowing all this stuff. So that, that one hurts me. That's like that's like if you ask Field, like, uh, 
Like, where did this punter uh, go to college? Probably yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Or yeah. like, who's the drummer? Says, I don't know. Like crappy band and you know. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like one random one. Like, just give, just just to see if I've still if like the machine is well oiled anymore. Is there a um, random player that you're like, where do you go oh, to college? Where did Danny Woodhead go to college? He went to Shadron State. Shut <laughs> up! That was so good. Wait, I mean, come on. Everybody knows that one, right? No. Uh, Shadron State in Nebraska, like one of the great division. That's I think it's Division Two. School that doesn't sound. Not only is a real school. People who listen to this podcast from Shadron State are probably going to be like, "Dude, don't don't hate on us." That's now. amazing. No, uh, shout out to Shadron yeah. State. I yeah. love that. Did field. you know that Danny Woodhead also was like a scratch golfer who I think nearly qualified for the U.S. Open this past year? Shut no, up. I did not know that. Yes, <laughs> who's the who's the, um, the baseball player? It's really good bowler. Bowls three hundred. Mookie uh, Betts. Mookie Betts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. it's like that. It's yeah. just yeah. one of them. Some people are just they have skills yeah. that we do not have. I don't hey, know many baseball colleges. Speaking of guys that have skills, I want to close this podcast out. Yeah, one of the guys that I have read for a very long time, been a oh, yeah. king and a titan in the industry, Peter King. Pun intended. Uh, there, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Uh, announcing his retirement on yeah, Twitter good for him. Yep. So excited. I, Peter was one of the pieces. I mean, I used to read the Monday Morning Quarterback stuff at, like every single week. Yeah. Um, and I'm just curious for you guys, if there was anything that you read for Peter, I just want to say congratulations. Dude, you have earned it. And the way that I have seen Peter reach out to so many other younger people, it feels like he's one of those stories where you just hear so many great things about the guy. In spite of the fact that I've never met him, yeah. I've mm-hmm. heard nothing but good things about Peter. So I just wanted to say shout out to him. You've worked for a very long time. He absolutely has earned this retirement. So yeah, absolutely. See, 27 years right in that Monday morning column at a couple of different locations, obviously, most recently NBC Sports, but yep. for most of it at Sports Illustrated. And it was iconic. It was must read. Mm-hmm. It was something that uh, everybody in the NFL found time for yep. because you were unearthing gems or Peter was unearthing gems uh, that you would not otherwise have known. Incredibly gracious with his time to young people. I was very fortunate when Peter, uh, when I used to live in Boston, Peter at uh, not that long ago was living in Boston as well. And he very kindly and generously took some a little slappy meat out to uh, the Holy Grain, a restaurant in the South oh. End for a sandwich and could not have been more cool and gracious with his time. And That's um, awesome. I get the feeling that even though he's going to enjoy retirement, it's going to be hard for us to not hear a little bit from Peter because when you have mm-hmm. pretty much every important person at the football world at your fingertips, mm-hmm. like if Tom Brady unretires next year, Peter King will get the first exclusive <laughs> uh-huh. about what went into the decision, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, by the way, I have, a, I have a story too, speaking of like praising industry superstars. So I was at uh, Las Vegas actually right after like you left. Then they brought in the you B team. You went to the expo, right? I went to the <laughs> FSGA conference. They brought the B team out for That's that. Right. So I flew out for that. Um, and I was at, you know, the, the night it started, I was just kind of hanging out, yeah. meet, you know, meeting people, talking to people I know, uh, fantasy footballers had a great time chatting with them. Shout out. Uh, we'll get into this later on, but we, um, you know, we have to, we hate them now. We yeah. Gotta, we got we to go at them. We'll get to that some other day. So, oh, no, okay. No, we love them, but we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Day. We actually, anyway, um, so talking to them, talking to other people. So some guy comes up to me and he was like, I just want to say a uh, huge fan Love, uh, love ESPN. You do great work. Love seeing you on TV. Your content's great. You've been doing such outstanding work for such a long time. And I just followed it. And I just want to say, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of you field eights. So did that really happen? Swear to God. Oh, that's amazing. The only thing I changed is he said it field eights first to field eights and field then started Yates. saying all that. And I just, I just, I was like, well, you're like, like I just someone's going to say now. a lot of positive things to me now, so I'm just going to let this go for a while. I'll just pretend. Oh, my gosh. Be honest. If, if he had been like, all right, feel like, first of all, you're the worst person alive. <laughs> like, I hate everything about you. Would you have cut him off or would you let, let him continue? I would have shut that down quick. I would have oh, shut that down. Oh, come on. Man. 
Man, no, uh, that's that was amazing. that was funny. Uh, he apologized four hundred million times. After oh, really? That for, yeah, but I was like, I'll take I'll take that all day. Yeah, oh, I'm Phil Gates. Of course yeah. I am. What? Anytime you get, I'll sign my baseball card for <laughs> you. Know, like, I was just gonna say it. That's so good. Oh, no, that was a, a funny little moment though. So uh, that is yeah, great. Shout good. out Las Vegas, and mm. uh, we hate the fantasy footballers. Is that what you said? <laughs> the yeah, worst. yeah. So we decided, those guys. We were we were chatting with them, and obviously we we. We, we get along with them. We, we love yeah, those great. guys. Yeah, I told you about the 55 confusing this year. People in the chat that we were making fun of them because the, it wasn't had nothing 55. to do with them. Yeah, because Field didn't get the joke, so different. he was just yelling 55. Was, right. Anyway. Got it, got it, got it, uh, but we decided at the end that much like how like uh, Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon used to like back in the day in NASCAR, Dale and them, they chat off the camera be like, you don't want to sell t-shirts? Dale would say to Jeff, like, you want to sell t-shirts? Let's keep this going in the media. Like, we hate each other. Like, he was the rainbow car. He was the the black car. He was a tough oh. guy. So uh, we we were chatting, and we were like, so, um, you know, all three guys were just like, we need to build this up. So, we, yeah, we're, there's so we animosity. We hate them now. We have to yell 55 and trash those guys. And we and then as we departed the conference, we screamed a bunch of explicatives across the conference on our way out. So okay. it start, the ball is rolling. Yes. Um, now I just told everyone it's fake, but people in the future won't know that. Well, They're not going to know. There's only seven we can, people We can clip this so. off right here. Jason, Andy, Mike. Mike. Yeah. We hate you. Yeah. A lot. A whole lot. <laughs> just cut that. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Don't, no context. There. Let's just send that to you. I just want that. Yeah. Just that. I'm just going to randomly again. post that on Twitter and just let it sit there. No <laughs> context. No, so no accompanying, you know. Uh, it's good for the caption. brand, right? Then, then yeah, people and like, tune into this. It's one subtweeting, right? We're not going to tag them. We're not, you know, just, yeah. just let it be. We'll see what Somebody they will say clip about that off for us, I'm sure. A fan will be like, you know, again, the seven people that are still watching. It's going to be so hard because they are great dudes. Yeah, they're great guys. And they're, by the way, like, their podcast is incredible. And just a heads up, people, like there's a lot of real estate and fantasy football. So we That's hope yeah. right. Listen to them all. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fun. We love uh, it. Yeah. There's always room. This has been a ton of fun. I've loved seeing yeah. you. Missed guys. you guys. I know. Like I said, go check out Field Doing First Draft every single Monday, Monday with Mel Kuyper Jr. Yeah. It is a fantastic show. Oh, too kind. For Mike and Field and I. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. We will see you guys next Monday and go choke on a bar of soap, you footballers. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where? It's no secret, not a mystery. The one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate, full sell you, Alliance fan through and through. With the hippest beard, I'm telling you.